I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again, but the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, How do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news. The Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress, save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find the link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. You know what I've learned? There's a difference between having a goal to do something and being called to do it. When you have a goal to do something, you can easily be deterred. Delays and distractions can get you off course. But when there is a call, when you have that burning bush experience, it's something that just won't let you go. Even though you might try to push it to the side or act like it doesn't exist, it keeps coming up again and again and again. Because it's not just a goal that you have. No, God is calling you to write. Do you remember the day that you heard the call? Because if you were to go back to that day, I believe it would reignite the fire in you to finish what you started. But listen, you don't have to take my word for it. My guest this week on Publishing Secrets is going to help you find your fire. It's my pleasure to have with me Janine Stokes, who had her own experience of navigating the writing wilderness. And her mission in today's episode is to help you say yes to the call, to realize that it's more than just a goal, that this is a ministry that you have been called to. And her latest project is designed to be a friendly and helpful companion as you journey to write for the kingdom. So get ready to be inspired to learn and to get what you need to finish the race. Enjoy. 
Well, Janine, welcome to Publishing Secrets. We've been having a great time catching up about your journey, and I can't wait for our listening audience to be able to be inspired, inspired. I think that's exactly what we're going to do today. So thank you for taking time to join us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, as I have, as we've been chatting, I've had a chance to learn a lot about your journey. You certainly been, that's what I would describe it. You've been on a journey with God. He is a God that is full of adventure. Uh, never a dull moment with God, that is for sure. At least that's my testimony. Uh, and I think it's yours too. So let's talk about the adventure that you have been on with God. Now, you've got one of your latest projects that we'll be spending a lot of time talking about today. I want you to share with us your latest project, who it's for, and kind of what led you to answer the call to write. Okay, wonderful. Well, uh, my latest project is called Lessons from the Writing Wilderness, how I answered, prepared for, and survived the journey to become a Christian author, and how you can too. And I wrote it because it shares the story of my journey from leaving my full-time job after feeling God was calling me out of the workforce to pursue a, a ministry in writing. And so I share my story of the moment that I stepped away and you know, the changes that I guess I experienced along the way and some other things, you know, basically, like I said, it talks about how I answered the call, how I prepared for the call, and then how I survived the journey. <laughs> mm. Those are the three main areas of the book. And I use the story of Moses and the Israelites when Moses was called. And he had to lead the Israelites through the wilderness to get to the promised land. So my story is not, you know, of course, exactly like theirs, but it does talk about me leaving the Egypt, if you will, of my career, journeying through the wilderness of preparation, and then finally entering my promised land to become an author. And I wrote it because I know there are others out there who also may be called to the ministry of writing and need to hear my story. That's why it's called Lessons from the Writing Wilderness. Amen. Well, first of all, kudos to you for being willing to answer the call. It could not have been an easy decision, but I just believe that someone listening right now is going to get what they need from your story, that it will encourage them to be obedient. That's really what I hear as you share your journey is just being obedient to the call. So let's walk through that, though, so that our audience can really get a sense of what that was like. So you were in a job, a job that you enjoyed, and there was a moment where you realized that it was time to move on. Tell us a little bit about that encounter that you had with God. Certainly. Like you said, I love my job. I enjoyed everything I was doing. I mean, not everything, of course, but <laughs> mostly everything I was doing. And but one day, you know, I, I feel God calling me. I had gotten to work, was getting out of my car, and I heard this voice say, Janine, it's time to go. And I thought it was a friend or a colleague, you know, behind me because I turned around, but there was nobody there. And so, in a sense, I ignored it because I was like, maybe it was a figment of my imagination. <laughs> and so I ignored it for about a year until, you know, I walked into my office one day and the quote 
came across my computer screen, never be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. And I just was like, wow, you know, I know I didn't set that up. So this must be God speaking again. And this was again, fast forward a year from the moment he had spoken in the parking lot. And so because I had been disobedient and not willing to obey the call, you know, God has a way of speaking to us again until we Mm -hmm. obey. Mm -hmm. And so that quote, I believe, was his way of speaking to me again, saying, I'm not going to go away, Janine. I'm saying it's time to give up the good to go for the great. And that was my encounter with God to get the ball rolling for me to start saying, yes, I'm going to be obedient, Lord. I don't know. I don't have all the reasons why I wanted him to tell me all the reasons why he was asking me to go, but he, he did not make that clear. All he said was go. And I thought about Abraham, you know, because he had said the same thing to him. And I realized, okay, I got to take that first step and maybe God will make things clear once I make that first step. So that is what I say to those of you who are are feeling the call and, and you're afraid to step out and take that first step is God will not reveal anything else to you as to what he wants you to do until you take that first step of obedience. And that's what I had to do. Wow. That right there is a nugget that I hope the audience really gets is God will not reveal anything else until you take that first step. I think human nature is that I want all the steps. I want the play-by-play. I want to know what's going to happen (laughs) six months from now, 12 months from now. I want to know exactly how long it's going to take all of those things. But the journey with God requires faith, which means that we're not going to know all of the details. And so we're having to trust him to reveal a step, as you've said. And then as we take that step, then he reveals the next step. So you were obedient. You took that first step a little hesitant. It took a while. And and that might even resonate with someone that's listening to us. You know, sometimes we don't always just hop right to it, but you eventually got there. He gave you a very clear message that let you know, Hey, it is time to go. So you took that first step. Talk to us about what happened after that, because I'm sure somebody's listening. They're like, okay, so I take that first step. What happens next? What was that like for you? Well, I came home and it felt like I was in the wilderness. (laughs) that's the best way I can explain it because it was unfamiliar territory for me. Mm. And I had to say in my second chapter, I believe in the book is called I'm home now. What? Because I just didn't know why I was there. I knew he had said go, but I didn't know why I was there. So I had to start. I went into a time of prayer and fasting when I came home asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? Why am I here? This, again, is like I've entered the wilderness because even though, you know, my daughter was in pre-K at the time, I still sent her to daycare. And my son was in elementary school, so my husband, of course, was going to work. I was at home alone. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me a chance to really hear from God and to ask him, what is it? Why am I here? That was my question. And he started speaking. God started. And that's the thing I say you know, to, to anyone. You know, when you make yourself an available instrument, God will start speaking and making his plans known. So he started waking me up at about 4 a.m. every morning and saying, get up and go to your office. And of course, 
I wasn't obedient the first couple of times. <laughs> but finally, after about three or four times, I said, okay, I think I better obey and get up and go to my office. So I started getting up, coming to my office. And then again, he said, read the story of Moses and the Israelites and write down the lessons you're learning from them. And so I started doing just that from the moment that Moses was called and they started journeying through the wilderness. I missed the part about uh, them being delivered, but I started reading their story. And then he started speaking to me and saying, I'm having you read this because you're going to be going on a similar journey. I've called you out of your Egypt and put you into the wilderness to prepare for a writing ministry. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was really in awe. But I said, Lord, like Moses, I'm not qualified. Why are you calling me? I'm not qualified. I didn't go to school to be a writer. I went to school to be in higher ed. But again, he started showing me through Moses, I don't call the qualified. I qualify the call. So I hope I'm speaking to some writer out there to remind them of that very thing that take that first step of obedience, God will start revealing to you what your next step is when you are obedient and you're willing to have those wilderness experiences where you're willing to be still and listen to him and what he wants you to do. I didn't want to be in the wilderness, but that's where he placed me. Mm. So that next step was my, I would say, preparation step is what I call it. Because before you can do anything great, you've got to prepare for that greatness. And so he launched me into a season of preparation. That's so good. Before you can do anything great, you've got to prepare. And that's so consistent when I think about the leaders in scripture. That's so consistent. They all had a preparation period. Now, our human nature wants to jump to the moment when they are walking in victory and they are in the fulfillment of what God showed them, but there's always process before promise. You don't just get to jump and leap ahead. So that's certainly a message for someone out there. If you're in the middle of the process, don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Don't give up. This is all a part of the plan. Got to count it for this in yeah. the plan. And it is necessary for you to get to that place that he wants you to be in. Every great leader, every great leader had great a leader. season of yeah. preparation. Yeah. yeah. Every great leader. And, every. and, you know, if you don't have, like me, you know, I didn't have the uh, qualifications to be what he was calling me to be. And you may not either. So he has to have a season of time where he, he trains you, he prepares you. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't just preparing me to be a writer. He was preparing my spiritual life also. Mm -hmm. He was preparing me for ministry and writing was a part of that. So I had to grow in my faith. I had to grow in my character and I had to also learn how to be a writer. So he was doing a lot of different things while I was there in that period of solitude and obscurity because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't where I was used to being, which was at work and getting the recognition and, you know, the income and all those things that came with being in quote unquote Egypt. He moved me into my home where I was isolated. There was no one really to talk to but him mm. and to learn from him, along with the things he started doing and orchestrating me to writing support groups, directing me to resources online, sending me to the half-price bookstore so I can get some books on how to write, 
you know, so he just started unfolding his plan because my first question was, I just gave up my full-time job. I don't have any money. (laughs) So he started showing me, if you trust me, I can provide for you and help you become the writer that I've called you to be. All I need you to do is to be obedient. And that's what I chose to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I encourage, again, every writer out there to do is to, to be obedient. Even if you don't have the funds, be obedient. You know, I've heard it said before, and I'm sure you have too, Janine, that where he guides, he provides. And sometimes that's hard to really accept and to, you know, move forward with because that's scary. We don't see it. We want, just like we were talking about before, like we want to know the plan. We also want to see the money before we get started. We want to see everything line up. But sometimes it's a day by day thing with God. <laughs> I'm gonna get you through today. I'm gonna provide for the, it's wilderness again. I, I'm yeah. giving you the manna for today. Work with that, and then tomorrow we're gonna do it again, right? Yeah, and that's one of my chapters. Manna. I don't remember exactly what I call it, but it, it talks about that very thing that God gave me manna every day to prepare for my writing ministry, mm-hmm. just enough to get to the next day. And I, I'm a testimony that He will do the same thing for every person that accepts that calling of ministry. And that could be, you know, we're talking writers, but it could be any aspect of ministry, preaching or whatever. It's all about trusting him to provide the man for that day. Mm-hmm. Your daily bread. Amen. He provides. He provides. You're right. God gives you, my pastor you say, when God gives you a vision, he'll give you the provision. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. I love it. I love so. it. So you answer the call, you go out into the wilderness as you describe it. And then eventually God leads you to write your latest project that is designed to encourage others and guide them through that process. Why do you think it's so important? I know, you know, sometimes we're still, like you said, you were hoping God was going to explain to you like why he's doing this and how he's doing it. Do you have more clarity now about why it was important for you to write this book? Yeah, I think it was more important for me to write this book because I needed to share my story. Somebody needs to hear your story and somebody needed to hear my story. And so God, you know, said, you need to just be transparent and share your story because somebody can benefit from it. And then if you're out there and you're being called to the ministry of writing, I want to be able to encourage you and inspire you to begin your journey, to become that author that God is calling you to be. And so that's why I wrote this book for that very purpose is so that you could see that I made it. (laughs) I had some struggles along the way, but I got to my end goal. And so can you, Mm -hmm. so can you, but you have to be willing to take the first step of obedience to begin your journey. And that's different for everybody. For me, he called me out of the workforce to pursue ministry full time, but that's not everybody's journey. And I want to be clear there. God may not be calling you to leave your job, okay? But he is calling you to do something as an aspiring writer. He's calling you to do something, and it may just be to write one book. And if you're struggling with that, you've got to decide, you know, I hope that my book helps you, you know, to make that first step. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the journey of writing the book. Everybody has a different experience. Some people, it's a fairly easy process for them to write the book. For others, it's a little bit of a struggle. Talk to us about what it was like for you. 
Well, I've been writing devotions and poetry, you know, after leaving work. And so I had been writing. But this particular book, I guess, was difficult because I was being more transparent than I had ever been. And transparency for me, I confess, is not an easy thing. You know, I tend to be more of an objective writer. And so that's why the devotions and things like that, you know, I'm, a, I'm an expositor in terms of the Bible. So I tend to write really well when it comes to that. But when, when it comes to sharing your personal story and your struggles, that was a little hard for me to do. And so I just, I had to just really get up and I had to find a time where I was going to write the book. And so I started going to the library, devoting X number of hours every day because I was uh, working part-time, so I had the time to do that. And just started putting down really my personal story. Like, for example, you know, I talk about getting breast cancer while I was in the wilderness and how that, I thought, you know, why are you calling me to write this book if I may not even be here? <laughs> and so going through the struggles of that and feeling distracted because I was going through treatment and and wondering, you know, am I going to finish it? But then someone told me, this is part of your story too. This is what you need to share with, you know, people. That the journey to get this book done wasn't easy. And so I put that in the book. I share that in the book. So it started out difficult at first to share personal stuff. But then as I kept writing, it just became a little easier because I came to realize also Tam, that people need, again, to hear your story. People, they connect with your story. And so that's what this book was about. That's so true. I agree 100%. In this day and age, especially, people want to have a connection to the author. They want to have a sense of who you are and what you're about, the experiences, the journey that God has had you on. And so the more that we could share, although I confess with you that it's not always easy to do. The more that we can share, the more relatable it makes us. So those that you are called to reach, Janine, they needed that transparency so that they can better connect with you. And and you did it. It wasn't easy, but you did it and you live to tell the story. So that's good for our our listening audience too, right? Like nothing happened. You know, sometimes we imagine all of these things that are going to happen when we're transparent and we share our story and there's going to be all this judgment and this person is going to think and that. And a lot of it reminds me of that statement, you know, fear is often false expectations appearing real. Like all the things that we imagine never happen. So we just kind of get ourselves all worked up for no reason. So nothing that you would have imagined has happened. The book is out and now it can be a blessing to people. So I I wonder, you know, after going through this whole wilderness experience, was there a moment where you realized that it was worth it? You know, all of this that I've gone through to get to this point and to get this book out there for the public, what was that moment for you? Well, you know, the, the major moment was when I opened up the box and I saw the book and the cover and, you know, the cover is something that I really liked and it just really just, it was like closure. It was like closure to see the book that I had labored over. And it was like giving birth. I guess that's another metaphor that I had finally given birth to this book that 
was not only just my book, but it was the book that I saw as my signature book, my signature book. You know how you have that one book that you want to use as your, as your signature. And I saw this book being that book. So I felt a sense of relief. You know, I felt like I had given birth and that I was now able to really go out and help other aspiring Christian writers because I was ready to share my story. I wasn't just doing it verbally, but I was doing it also through a book that they could take home with them and read. Mm-hmm. So. so now you're on this mission that you've gotten it out here. You've, the books are in your head. They're available for sale. So we'll make sure that the listening audience knows how they can grab their copy. And now, now you're on this mission to help guide others to first take that step of obedience and then to navigate this journey to becoming a Christian author. So we want to make sure that everyone knows how they can keep up with what you're doing, how they can get connected with you and how they can get a copy of the book. So will you share with us, Janine, how would you prefer for people to get connected? I would prefer that you connect with me via my website, inspirationforliving.net. That's my main website. And there is also a link on that website that links you to my Writing for Him website, which is directly for Christian writers. But start with inspirationforliving.net, which is my main website. And I do also have a social media links. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can connect with me also via those websites. And Coach Tam will give you that information. Absolutely. So I would love to connect with you. I would love to help you in whatever way God is calling you to the ministry of writing. So please feel free to contact me and uh, let's get in touch. Absolutely. I, I love the way you say that the ministry of writing, you know, sometimes people, when they think about ministry, they think about being in a pulpit or if it's outside of the church, right? Maybe it's uh, street ministry or prison ministry, something like that. But you're saying that writing itself can be a ministry. And that's one of the key things that you get across in the book. Can you just talk just for a little bit before we officially start to wrap up? Why is it so important for us to really consider writing as a ministry? Because the world needs good writers. The world needs people who are willing to write from God's perspective and not our own in light of the hope and and hurt and, you know, just when you turn on the news and all the all that's going on in our world, God calls people who he wants to use to write, to share his word, to spread his gospel. And so it took me a while to understand that, that if I'm doing that as a writer, then that is my pulpit. Mm. I'm sharing his good news through the medium of writing. And you can get his message out to the world in a much greater way with a book than you ever would by standing behind the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So when you think about all the great books through the years and, and the impact that they've had, you can see why it's so important to use the talent and gift that God has given you to write for him. Everyone is not called to the ministry of writing. My, my mission is to help those who are, you know, you've got people who write for other genres. But there is a a genre of Christian writing that God calls us to. And it's a ministry because you are 
pretty much spreading his word, spreading his gospel. We know that scripture that says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We do that as writers through our books, through our devotionals, through our articles, in whatever way God wants us to do so. So as my chapter says that I had to come to grips with, yes, I am a minister. Yes, you are a minister. You are a minister as a writer. Let God use you. Mm-hmm. Let God use you. That's Let God use you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a number of scriptures. I can't remember them all. But when you think, too, about the Bible, the Bible talks about all scripture was ordained by God, but he used people mm-hmm. to write those chapters. And we're inspired and, and we benefit from them now because they were obedient and they wrote the gospel or David wrote those songs or, you know, the Old Testament. Moses wrote the Pentateuch because they were willing to be obedient and use their gifts as writers to pin those words. And that's the same thing God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine that someone listening to us right now is saying, yes, I hear you. And, and maybe they've had that tug at their heart as you have experienced. And they may be wondering like, okay, but if I'm obedient, what's really, really going to happen, right? Because we want to know, and they've heard us say, you know, we're God guys, he's going to provide, you know, your pastor said that he's going to give you that provision. So they hear that, but maybe sometimes struggle to really receive that and to be fully obedient to the call as you have talked about. So Janine, I wonder if you could just think about that person right now that may be in that space. What would your number one piece of advice be to that person that is in fact called to the ministry of writing, but maybe struggling to move forward? I would say to you, like Moses had to do when he struggled as to whether he should have led the Israelites through the wilderness, go back to your burning bush. Go back to that moment when God told you to do what he's told you to do. I had to, oftentimes, when I had struggled along the way, even today as I still struggle, I have to go back to the call. I have to go back to the burning bush and ask myself, okay, did he call me? Yes. Did he call me to write this particular fill in that blank? Yes. Okay. You'll be renewed when you go back to your why, to your bush. That means sometimes having to go back and read God's word and find those scriptures that are going to strengthen you and encourage you and comfort you and remind you. Like God had to remind Moses so many times during the journey, you are the one. You're the one. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. You're going to have your doubts, but you're the one. So if you're the one, if you're going to have your doubts. You're going to have your struggles, but you have to go back to the burning bush to remind yourself of the calling that God has placed upon your life and find a renewal there. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way 
that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.